What if you could be doing something smarter with your money that creates income right now? If you're an IT professional who's wanting to get ahead financially and enjoy greater freedom of choice, and if you wondered who else in tech is creating ways to make their money work for them, and you want actionable ideas with honest pros and cons and no fluff, welcome to the Richer Geek Podcast. We're helping IT professionals find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. I'm your host, Nicole Stoller, and in this podcast, you'll hear from others who are already doing these things and learn how you can too. everyone. Welcome back to the Richard Geek Podcast. I met today's guest when I was a guest on his podcast, which is called The Dwellins Show. Before we started recording, we always have a few minutes to chat ahead of time, and I got to know a little bit more about him, and I understood that he was working full-time in, in tech. So I immediately asked if he'd be interested in being a guest on my podcast. Ola Dantis has an excellent story of migrating to the U.S., connecting and networking with the right people, learning the real estate investment business, becoming a real estate syndicator, all while working full-time in tech. Let's jump into the show. Ola, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It is so, 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 so nice to be on your show. I appreciate it. I am excited to share with our listeners a little bit about your background and what you're doing in real estate, but let's start with, you, you came to the United States, talk about that and how you got involved in real estate investing. Yeah, I'll just kind of go all the way to the back. So, you know, I was actually born in, in Nigeria, West Africa, um, you know, moved to the UK um, when I was, I was about 16 years old. Um, lived in the UK for a bit and obviously lived there for, for some time. And now I'm living in the US. We've been in the US, my wife and I, we, um, for about five years now. Um, so, you know, every time I talk to her, I always say to her, how much did we have in our, in, in our account? And, you know, when we moved over, how much we, did we have? She's like, we had about $180 in cash. And I was like, really? It's like, wow. You know, <laughs> so, you know, that's how much we you know, came with um, to the United States five years ago and, you know, kind of really fast forward with all humility. Um, I've sourced, you know, just over 40 million um, in deals. Um, we just recently closed on a 160 unit um, apartment deal in Texas. Um, but of course, I didn't, you know, start from uh, $200 <laughs> to, to that is obviously an evolution. And that's what real estate is. It's, it's essentially an evolution. I, you know, I did some, some flips. Uh, we, you know, we have some you know, you know, properties in our portfolio, um, some multifamily properties. So it's kind of like starting small and kind of building up and getting to where we are um, today. But did you start with the flips or, or long-term rentals or how, how did you actually get initially started? Okay, that's a great question. I can give you like the quick and, you know, easy, uh, but I like to tell this story. And it's essentially, um, you know, my wife and I, we got this apartment. I had a job, you know, she had a job. We were living in this luxury apartment you can imagine we had parking downstairs we had concierge you know i didn't care about you know who took the garbage and when the garbage truck came i'll get back to that um you know we we're living this cozy life essentially right and um, we just got married then everything was great but inside of me i just felt that 
there's more, there has to be more, right? You know, I love what I was doing, you know, my company, but I, I felt like there's, there's probably something out there. I just couldn't really, you know, put a finger to it. I couldn't, I couldn't tell what that thing was, but it was something inside of me that I wanted to, you know, to, I wanted to, to do. Um, anyway, my friend, um, he called me, my friend from the UK, he called me, um, you know, I said, hey, I'm going to be in Dubai for a few days. I'm meeting with some investors. Um, could you fly over to, to Dubai? And, you know, so I did what every smart man does. Um, you know, I prayed about it and I asked my wife. <laughs> and she said, well, this is a little bit weird. Um, why don't you just FaceTime, Skype, um, Zoom, whatever it is you, you've got to do. Why do you have to fly all the way there? And of course, there's, uh, you know, there's some truth in that rationale but I said hey what if I go on this trip and I actually learn something that would actually benefit our family at the time young family which is my wife and I now we have a, a baby girl and you know back and forth you know she's like okay so I was on my way you know the plane <laughs> to Dubai um, I got to Dubai when you know I wasn't you know living the fancy life you know buying you know expensive stuff or driving around in nice cars in Dubai it was literally just in the standard hotel room in Dubai for like three, four days just masterminding on my friend's business, which ironically um, was a real estate business in the UK. Um, so I helped him with his business, you know, uh, just kind of, you know, restructure, you know, rehog, help him with his IT, um, help with strategy. And, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty um, interesting because I was like, oh my goodness, like there's a lot going on. I obviously saw how much money was making. So I was like thinking to myself, I can do this in the United States. Uh, obviously we have a bigger real estate market. We have, you know, times five the, the you know population so i was on the plane coming back and i was like oh my goodness i've got to try to do this in the united states um so got back home told my wife hey i think i love this real estate thing actually you know i kind of just went straight reading i'm learning a ton about real estate um obviously i read rich dad poor dad and that was really like an uppercut for me because i was like oh my god this guy has been, is just saying what I've been trying to say, but like, I don't know this guy, but that's, that's, yeah, I'm trying to, that's what I've been trying to do. So it was really fascinating to hear that, um, you know, his story and, you know, kind of to, 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 to look at life through his lens. Right. Um, you know, sh shortly thereafter, I'll say about, you know, probably three to six months after we bought our first duplex. Right. Um, in, in a in a pretty nice area in Baltimore. So I'll go back to the garbage. Um, <laughs> like we take the trash parking luxury apartment. We moved from that comfort. Right. We moved into a duplex in the city where there's never parking, where I have to take out the trash on Tuesday night. Because if I don't, <laughs> they don't take it the next day. And I have to take recycling uh, on Thursdays. And life wasn't as cozy right i didn't have the concierge you know i never could find parking i would have to go around the block a few times but the reason i'm making that that you know comparison is first and foremost opportunities never come in a ribbon right if i didn't take my friend's call if i said to him if i blew him up and say hey it's fine you know i'm busy with work i can't fly all the way to dubai if i didn't come back and take the risk and read the books and take the risk of buying this um you know first first multifamily building, a duplex. Um, if, I didn't, if I wasn't willing to get uncomfortable, you know, having the concierge, not, you know, taking out the trash, not worrying about having a mortgage and knowing what PMI is and reading about real estate, 
I wouldn't be here talking to you tonight. So I, I'm really trying to tease that out. So those that are listening to us can really understand what it takes and not just think, oh, this is just a, a kid, you know, God knows where he's from and he's successful in America. No, there's a lot of um, nuance that goes into, you know, being successful or quote unquote, whatever, whatever that means. So that's why I like to tell my story and kind of, you know, go through it. And obviously we can pass this as much as you want. They always talk about how someone is a quote unquote overnight success, but it actually took like five years or 15, depending on what they were doing. So, you know, people do look at the end and it is good to talk about the struggles and the, you know, moving from something that was like luxury and you didn't have to do anything to, you know, having to deal with the parking and everything that you talked about. By the way, I wondered why you specified parking in the beginning. I, I got the concierge, but I thought parking, but now I know why, because you, that was a big challenge uh, trying to find that. So uh, what would you say as you've developed your real estate career, what have been the positive outcomes that you've experienced? Oh man, that is such a great question. Um, First and foremost, knowing real estate, which is for me, I think the surest asset class on the planet, um, has just given me a peek into what financial freedom could look like, right? I'm still on that journey. Um, I'm in my thirties, so I'm still, you know, kind of trying to find that. So positive outcomes for me is I know that the American dream is life and wealth, right? even though I'm just barely American myself, right? Um, <laughs> not living yet that long, but, you know, you speak to people and they're like, oh, you know, in the American dream, but it's actually there. And for me anyway, I can't speak for the, obviously the general population. So I think that's, you know, definitely a positive outcome that I can live that dream through this asset class called real estate. Um, but also I think it taught me a lot about myself, right? And more specifically, I, w I like to be very, you know, tactical and specific so people understand what I'm saying is understanding my temperament, right? And I'll give you a, a quick example. So going to buying properties and I thought, you know, I met this partner, I was like, ah, yeah, I'm gonna go flip a house. And I did a few and I realized that my temperament um, wasn't aligned with dealing with contractors and dealing with the city. And it just wasn't me at the time anyway. Um, I haven't done one, you know, in, in, a, in a few months now. Um, and I just felt like, wow, I didn't know that about myself, right? I just thought I could solve any problem, but, you know, really knowing who you are and what, what you can take, I think for me was a learning process that I, I didn't even know existed. So that was one. Um, but I think having the opportunity to, to really help others is a huge one for me. Um, so I, I know for a fact that I found something that can allow me to help others, right? Um, obviously, as a millennial, I'm on Instagram sometimes and I see, you know, young guys in like flashy cars and red Ferraris and, you know, just trying to show up. But for me, real estate is, you know, something that I can use to help others, even here in America or, you know, somewhere else in the world. So having to get that, that wealth in the, in the future that I can actually use in a positive way, um, for me, that's a, that's a positive outcome. Um, you know, so that's a short list. Actually, I can keep going on and on, but I'll say that's a short list. I, I like that you're talking about making sure, well, educating and sharing with others and bringing them the opportunities 
it's kind of why I started the podcast too. It's, it's similar in that I would talk with people and they would ask me about different niches. And I, and I talk about this and there are certain niches I haven't been in and people are very interested in, but I know people who are. So I wanted to bring them on the podcast, like short-term rentals. I've never done fix and flips. So people would ask about those. And I said, I know someone who can, let me connect or share that story. But the other thing is when I hear people, they want to feel like there's, I don't know if I want to say hope, but there's, there's, um, there's an opportunity to grow your wealth beyond what you were always taught to do. And I agree with you. I mean, that's what real estate does. It's, it's the greatest asset class possible. I agree 100%. If you buy right, I should say that. Yes. So tell us, what are some of the challenges that, besides the parking and you've already told, you told us also that maybe you didn't have the tolerance for working with the city and the permit. What have, what have been some of the other challenges you've experienced? Yeah, I, I think, you know, in a very instantaneous um, society, we like to get stuff, you know, to like yesterday, right? You start doing something and you want to see results really quickly. I'm reading a book now. Um, it's called the, the Slight Edge. And it's really understanding, I think you touched on in the beginning, like, you know, the overnight success. But it's really understanding that being successful takes time, right? And, you know, for me, that's a big challenge because I'm more like, you know, I start doing something today, I want to see results tomorrow, right? Uh, for whatever reason, maybe it's, maybe it's like a generational thing. So really um, trying to hold myself back and kind of get myself grounded by, you know, meditating, you know, almost every morning, just really understanding that, you know, things will take time, right? Like this is a process. This is not, um, you know, Aladdin, like rubbing the, the lamp and getting the genie, like getting a wish, you know, instantaneously. So for me, that's been always been a challenge for me that I can, you know, get my, you know, 5,000 units under, you know, management right now, you know. <laughs> so I'm having to kind of, you know, start small and just kind of, um, you know, growing into it and pacing myself. So that's been a, a really, really huge um, challenge for me. But also I think um, really staying focused in a particular asset, right? As you know, I have a podcast, The Dwelling Show, and I interview a lot of people. So sometimes I get like that shiny object um, syndrome like oh maybe I should go into land maybe I should go into you know rentals maybe I should do this maybe I should do that so it's really trying to um, I'm like a kid in a candy store like oh my god I should do this I should do that but it's really just having that discipline um, and I guess and I guess like foresight to say to myself hey when I really get this asset class you know, I really wrap my hands around it and I, I'm successful at it, then maybe I can do this other asset class. So that's kind of, um, I mean, it's an interesting challenge to have, right? Um, but but that, that's another challenge for me for sure. You have just described what I also feel and, and thinking about my podcast isn't just real estate. So I'll have people on that have e-commerce businesses. They're basically doing some kind of business to build their wealth. And I have the same thing. And I like how you said kid in a candy store. I definitely have such shiny object myself and it's, I have to come back to goals. And I talk about that on, in one of our episodes that you have to set your goals and you have to be focused on those because they meet your criteria. You've set your criteria 
don't stray, but it sure is hard because you hear some of the things people are doing and, and suddenly it's like, hey, an e-commerce business sounds pretty good, but the reality is that's not what I know. And there is a reason why, you know, you take these years of experience to learn and to grow and then you get better at it. So that's uh, <laughs> a great point. I love that. Tell us, uh, how do you balance investing while working full-time? Oh, my, that is such a great question. So I, I meet people all the time who reach out to me from the podcast or when I go to networking events, like, how do you do it? And I think it's effective time management, right? Um, <laughs> I think that's the best way to keep it. I mean, we all have, you know, 24 hours in a day, right? Um, first and foremost, I wake up really early. Um, so 4 or 5 a.m., try to go to sleep, you know, reasonably like maybe nine to 10. Um, so I wake up and I have a, a pretty, you know, really, really rigid <laughs> um, routine that I follow every day. And I just try to, um, you know, say no to things that I, I don't want to do or doesn't um, align with my future goals, right? So like I said, we all have the same time, but I have, you know, management tools. I have time management tools that help me um, to make sure that I'm really, you know, effectively utilizing every block of time I have during the day. Um, so, like, I, I love to pick up my, my, you know, my baby girl. She's two years old from the Montessori at a, at a particular time. I make sure that if a particular call isn't adding value to me, I'm going to say no to it and give an explanation to that person. You know, say people reach out to me on LinkedIn, for example. So I would say no to things that just doesn't align with, you know, dwelling and future goals which are accompanying. Um, so, for me, um, I think making sure that um, you're able to utilize the, the amazing apps and tools. I, I have different kinds of tools that I use, like Notion, um, you know, time management tools. I'm making sure that you say no. That's really what it is. Uh, it's just people think, I don't have time, but just say no to the things that don't align with, you know, your future goals. <laughs> like, you know, that's what I try to do every single day, um, you know, and it's, it's tough for some people than the others. Just say no. I'd like to say no more than I probably do. So very good advice. What, uh, what ideas would you give others who are looking to get started in real estate investing? Uh, that is one of my favorite questions. I, I think a lot of people call me and I speak to people a lot and they say, you know, what should I do first? And I was like, I know what you should not do. Don't go buy a property first because a lot of people think is, you know, let me just jump right in, right? No, I think property investing is so much more a mindset play than the actual assets, right? You're going to worry about people. You're going to deal with a lot of different people, especially if you move up the complexity ladder of real estate investing, you're going to deal with a lot of people, you know, lawyers, um, you know, owners, there's a lot of psychology involved. And I talk about mindset a lot on my podcast. So first your mindset, and then how do you relate with other people in real estate, right? So if you go buy a property, let's say without building a strong, you know, fundamental grounding in mindset, in how you see the world, you might fail. As a matter of fact, you're more susceptible to failing. Why? Because you're going to get your first property. Your tenants are not going to pay their rent. <laughs> the ceiling is going to leak. Um, the, you're going to have some root intrusion on the sewage line outside. 
you're going to have all of these things happen to you. And you're going to be like, oh my God, this stuff doesn't work. Right? We all know of someone that we've met or a family or a friend that you've told them you're interested in like, oh, it never works because my dad did it in 1985 or my mom did it or my uncle did it or, you know, I have this auntie that is really miserable and she has, you know, apartments or she has rentals or whatever. It's just because you haven't really, really, really worked on the foundation of, frankly, any business, right? So what I say to people is, first, challenge your conventional thinking, right? How do you do that? By Richard Fordad. <laughs> like, read a book like that to really challenge how you think. Because if you don't change how you see the world, the lens in which you see the world, you're going to struggle. It doesn't even matter if it's real estate or anything. But how do you, if you see the world as uh, there are no opportunities out there, the American dream is dead, you know, the, um, you know, the news is bad, I hate the president, whatever the heck it is, that you're telling yourself you have to shift that first it's like cleaning house now when you do that for me then get to the technical part and tactics okay of what asset class am i going to focus on am i going to go into rehabbing am i going to go into passive investing am i whatever it is but without that mindset you might struggle especially if you're going to be an active real estate entrepreneur so and i say this because i i know this you know i i I get a pop-up email from one of my tenants. Oh, the, you know, um, the, the, the outlets are tripping. You know, I'm like, oh my God, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, that's like, you know, $200 right there, you know. But you, I, I changed that to, no, this is me doing this. So when I'm 65 years old or 70 years old, I'm not sitting in front of a Walmart welcoming people in. No offense to those people doing it, just not really what I want to do in my golden age um, years. So I think it's understanding that and that will propel you and that will be what motivates you to keep taking those calls from your tenants and keep talking to investors and buying more apartments. It's so easy when you just get the uh, check every month from the tenant and they never call you and they don't have any issues. But the reality is you will have issues and you will have those situations and and chat. we just had another air conditioning unit situation here and we're in Phoenix and you you have to deal with that so great point to have mindset to say look it's okay I knew this going in there's gonna be pluses and minuses and kind of get you through that very good talking about mindset tell us how can listeners get in touch with you or learn more Absolutely. Um, so the best way to get through to me is investwithola.com. So that's invest or invest with Ola, O-L-A.com. Um, and you can, you know, basically see what we're doing at, at dwelling.com, our, our company and you know, some of our, our deals as well. Um, also, if you're into social media, um, I'll probably say Instagram is the best place. Um, I haven't been active lately for some personal reasons, which you, you, you know, Nicole, but, you know, if you want to reach out to me, that's the best place as well. Perfect. Thank you so much. It was great to have you on the show and share your story. Thank you. It's been my absolute pleasure. I really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to the Richard Geek podcast. For today's show notes, including links and resources, visit us at therichardgeek.com. Don't forget to head over to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. Help us spread the word by sharing with others who could benefit from listening and leave a rating and review. That'll help us get the podcast in front of more people. 
I appreciate you. Thanks so much for listening.